0: Welcome to the Word Ministry of Resurrection Church where Dr. Joseph G. Matera is the Senior Pastor and Presiding Bishop. We trust that the following message will be a blessing. Open up your hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you through the preaching and teaching of one of God's choice servants. I just thank you for what you're going to do here at Res Church. And Lord, we just ask that as we dive into today's word, that your gospel is proclaimed, that it is herald throughout the streets and every living room that is watching this morning. We just thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name and the people of God, say amen. Thank you, worship team. Man, I just want to welcome everyone who is watching at home this morning. Happy Sunday to you. Can you believe that we are halfway through January? This is crazy to me. You know, we are coming off of a week of prayer and fasting, a week of setting our hearts aligned uh, with our Heavenly Fathers. And I just believe that God is going to do something amazing this year. And so everyone who's watching at home, Rez family, we just wanna say welcome. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Mike, and um, I have the privilege and the honor uh, to serve at City Church, but also now to serve here at Resurrection Church, and I'm just so excited to see what God is going to do in 2021 and for this season. You know, we have been in a collection of talks this month called um, Death to Life, and Death to Life is a really around this this big, idea of Christ taking um, our spiritual life that was once dead and resurrecting it and bringing it to full life. And I believe that this year is going to be a year where we see dead things come to life, where we see things in our past that have held us down, being broken off, and we get to walk in the fullness of God. You know, it's centered around this scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he says, but God Being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And that's this entire series um, that we need to remind ourselves that by grace, we have been saved. Saved, You know, if you're home this morning, I want to invite you to grab a piece of paper. Uh, today in this series, this third installment of this collection of talks, um, the title, if you're taking notes, is called Faith in the Middle. Faith in the Middle. If you would, turn with me to Mark chapter four. We're going to pick up. Uh, Jesus just got done teaching his disciples on the shore of Galilee, and he's about to cross over into another region Picking up in verse 35, it says, "'On that day, when evening had come, "'he had said to them, "'Let us go across to the other side. "'And leaving the crowd, they took him "'and put them in uh, the boat, just as he was. "'And other boats were with him. "'And a great windstorm arose, "'and the waves were breaking into the boat, "'so that the boat was already filling.'" But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him, and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he, and he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Why do you have such little faith? You know, I don't know if you guys know this about me, and many of you, you probably don't, but I wanna kinda let you into a little bit of the life of Michael Moore. I love to travel. Like I don't, I don't just like to travel. I love to travel. Whether it's trains, planes, or automobiles, I absolutely love uh, to travel and to explore different regions and countries and states. And and one of the things that I love the most is air travel. I I, I don't I don't know why I just do. And so I've got the the Delta, um, you know. American Express card that you know racked up a bunch of Christmas debt on that. Um, I've got the Sky Miles Club. I'm a Sky Miles member. Not just a Sky Miles member. I'm actually a Sky Miles Elite member. Only silver status, but I'm working on my gold. Um, I just, I love to travel, and I'm all about supporting local businesses by the name of Delta. I'm just on it out there. Look, if you're a Southwest fan, or if you're an American Airlines fan, we're gonna pray for salvation to come into your home this morning. But um, as for me and my house, we're gonna fly Delta. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. And I've had an opportunity to to just travel uh, to almost all of the 50 states and about four different countries now. Um, and throughout my traveling and my experiences, there's, there's moments that are really, really good, and then obviously there's moments that are really, really bad. Actually, the worst experience I ever had was right at the start of the pandemic. I was down in the Dominican Republic. It was myself and eight people. We were down there on a missions trip speaking at a few different churches, and while I was down there, um, literally I was preaching to uh, this small group of pastors and governmental leaders um, after they had already shut down stuff here in America. America, and I get done preaching, and I'm all fired up, and I walk over, and the pastor that's there hosting us, he said, Michael, we got to get you out of the country, and I'm like, okay, why? Like, we're going to a resort in a few days, and I want to go to a resort and, in, you know, enjoy the beach, and he's like, well, the president just shut the borders, and so I went into freak out mode, and um, it, it, it wasn't just me that would have been stuck in the DR, it was me plus eight other people that I was responsible for. And then on top of that, they originally just said, it's going to be 15 days. You remember that 15 days to flatten the curve, to stop the spread, right? Uh, 15 days that they were just going to shut the border. And so I immediately went into panic mode and I started freaking out. I was um, calling my wife and I was like, I need you to get on the phone with Delta. I don't know what to do. Um, I was tweeting Delta, which was not doing any good because everyone was trying to get off um, to cancel their flight or to get back home because of the pandemic, I literally was in freakout mode, and I've never gotten extremely close to crying because of anxiety, except for at this moment, we're standing outside um, of this, like, barbecue, Dominican barbecue restaurant, and we're about to eat some good food. Meanwhile, I'm freaking out, and I, and I called uh, someone on our staff, Jen Waltersdorf. I said, Jen, I need you to pray for me right now. I don't know if you've ever had those kind of moments, But I was like, I need you to pray right now because this boy's about to lose his Christianity. And she's like, Michael, just calm down. What's going on? And I filled her in and she's like, oh gosh, we do need to pray right now. And Jen prayed with me. And it was at that moment that the peace of God just rested in. Well, needless to say, a few hours later, Jen was able to get on the phone with Delta. They transferred the call to us. We were able to get everyone on the very next flight at 6 a.m. in the morning. And on top of that, I showed up to a completely packed flight, and the favor of the Lord fell upon me because I got upgraded to first class. And I'm, look, you can hate me. That's fine. But I enjoyed it. And and I sat in there in first class, and the team was walking back to coach, you know, um, how you walk past people in first class, and they're like, you know what, Pastor Mike, you deserve to sit up here. And I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. I'm blessed and highly favored. Don't hate, right? Totally joking. Not about first class, but you guys know what I mean. If you've ever been on a plane, though, you'll notice that there's a few seats that are really comfortable. You've got the aisle seat that you can sit down, and you can stretch out your legs, and if you feel really, you know, brave, you can even put your legs out into the aisle. And then you've got the other seat by the window that you can look out at God's creation and you can, you know, put it on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok and, and make, you know, some kind of video and try to become viral famous off of it. You've got all these uh, different views and sunsets that that you'll see. And and over here, it's great because you can get up and go to the restroom and you don't have to fight with a bunch of other people people and over here you can sit here and you can just experience God's beautiful creation but then there is the middle seats have you ever sat in the middle seat see if you're flying right now and you fly delta they're blocking off the middle seat but every other airline you might get stuck in the middle seat right the middle seat is is where you you don't want to be like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know if you've ever flown in the middle seat, but I know I have flown in the middle seat, especially if you get around people you don't know. If you're with your family, it's one thing, but you get around people you don't know, and you think that you've got two armrests, you think that you've got time to be able to, to, to relax, and no, those armrests are not yours. They're theirs, and here you are. You know, over here, you're sitting like this. Over here, you're sitting like this. Father, help me. Help me, I don't know these people by me. Uh, Help me, help me. And you're just waiting for the plane to land so that you can get out of that dreadful middle seat. I think about our faith and the life that Jesus calls us to walk in and how he calls us to walk out of death and walk into life, and we sing songs like resurrecting, which are prophesying and speaking great things over our lives, but if we are not, um, if, sometimes if we don't really recognize it, we're gonna find ourselves more often than not sitting in the middle seat. See, maybe we started out over here, and God is taking us over here, but the faith is in the middle seat. The faith is in the middle seat where you need the faith of God and the peace of God and the, the, um, the, the life of God to just help you. I don't know if you've been there where you've been in between here and there, but walking in the middle is usually where God gets the greatest work done in your life, but also where it's some of the hardest hardest things that we could ever experience in our lives. It's in that middle moment. It's in the middle of what was and what could be. It's in the middle of what's over there and where we're going. And Jesus, with his disciples, that's exactly what is taking place in this narrative right here. Just to, to put it in a little bit of context, Jesus just got done teaching all about the kingdom of God. And we are all about the kingdom of God here at Res Church. But he's talking about the parable of the sower and and what that means and and the lampstand. And and essentially he's saying like, you are the light of the world, you know, don't hide your light. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. And then he's talking about seed growing and how that's the kingdom of God. And then he talks about faith faith, and he talks about faith, and he says this, right, we've probably heard it if we've grown up in church before, the faith of a mustard seed, right, this is, this is actually what Jesus says just a few verses before in verse 30, he said, what can we, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? So he's saying, how can we describe the kingdom of God right here? But then he says this, it is like a grain of mustard seed which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth yet when it is sown it grows up to become larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. And he says this is what the kingdom of God is like. Having this, this much faith, this much faith, just a little bit, just a little bit of faith, and that little bit of faith, when planted in good soil, and it is uh, nourished, and it is, it is being grown and watered, and, and the soil is taken care of, and it's soaking up the nutrients, that little seed of faith can grow into be a beautiful mustard tree that will then provide seed and shade for the the birds and the the air out there. Jesus says that's what the kingdom of God is like. So Jesus, he's talking on the Sea of Galilee to his disciples, plus there's potentially hundreds if not thousands of other people who are piping and and listening in with their ears. Jesus pipes up his voice and, and he's talking and teaching them and he's saying this is the kingdom that God is wanting to establish but it only requires just a little bit of faith, the faith of a mustard seed. The very next scene, though, is the end of the day. Jesus is tired, and you know he knows that, well, we've, it's soon gonna be sundown. Let's go on and cross over the Sea of Galilee, and let's go to the garrison region over there. Let's, let's go over there. And so he says in verse 35, or it says in verse 35, on that day, When evening had come, he said to them, let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side, which I think is interesting because Jesus being sovereign, Jesus being all God, Jesus hearing what the Father was saying knew exactly where he was going to be going. He knew exactly where he was taking the disciples to the other side, but the disciples had no idea. They were just listening to their rabbi. They were listening to their, their master, and they were like, you know what? We're, we're just gonna go to the other side. That's, yeah, let's let's do it. And so, you know, Peter gets in the boat, and John gets in the boat, and he's like, I am, you know, I'm his favorite. I just wanna let you know, I am the one that he loves. And and Thomas is like, why do y'all always call me a, a doubter, you know, and they're all getting, you know, is this boat gonna sink, is it, we don't know. So they all get in these boats, and, and I think oftentimes we think of boats, you know, we. Think 12 disciples plus Jesus in a boat. We think of like this beautiful, massive yacht. It was essentially a glorified canoe. It was nothing fancy. It may have held a few men, and, and that's what they used as fisher, fishermen to go out there and to catch. And so there, there was a few boats with them, but it says, let's go to the other side. And leaving the crowd they took with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with them, verse 37. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was at the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him, and they said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Now, I've had an opportunity a year ago to go to Israel, and I saw firsthand the climate over there and, and how the weather works and how literally it can be bright and sunny, but in the Galilean region, literally in just a few minutes, because of the way that the mountains are positioned and you've got the hot, dry air coming off the desert um, and from, from the uh, the east, and then from the west, you've got the, the humid, moisture air coming off from the Mediterranean Sea, and it kind of creates this perfect storm in the Sea of Galilee. And so I literally was out there one time, and I'm like, oh, it's the Sea of Galilee, and this massive wave just like comes up and hits me. And next thing we know, the wind's blowing and it gets really, really crazy. And it literally took place in about 15 to 20 minutes, bright and sunny to a massive wind storm. And so the disciples, they're out there and this storm arises. This storm comes with them while they're in the middle of where they were and where Jesus was taking them. I I think about How often in our lives do we know where Jesus is taking us, but we get caught in the middle and the storm comes? How often in our lives do we know where we want to go? Do we know where maybe our final destination is, which as Christ followers, if you are a Christ follower, we know how it ends, but here we are. We're stuck in the middle of a completely broken and imperfect world. I think about America, better yet, I think about the world right now. 2020 starts, everything's gonna be fine. The roaring 20s, it's gonna be the best decade ever until March rolled around. And then we're locked in our homes and many of us are faced with storms that we didn't even see on the horizon. And these storms came in and these storms attacked and these storms were heavy and hard. And I'm sure many of us were sitting there just like the disciples, saying to God, Jesus, are you looking down on us and just laughing? Do you not see that humanity is perishing right now? Like, do, do I need, God, do I need to draw you a diagram and like give you GPS coordinates so that you can see where I am and so you could see what my family's experiencing, the heartache and the hardship that we are going through, Jesus? right? And, and I, love, I love the way that the, the Mark, the writer, ends up writing about this. It says this storm arose, everything's going on, and Jesus was asleep at the stern in a lazy boy. All right, it doesn't say that, but it does say that he had a cushion. He was asleep on the cushion like, did, did Jesus, like, did he hear the wind howling? Was he that tired that he just passed out? I'm sure we've been that tired where we can sleep through anything. We don't know the exact circumstances, but what we do know is Jesus was in the boat with them. This storm arose, and the disciples started freaking out. See, what we know now is what the disciples were actually experiencing was a process of activating their faith, a process of trusting God, a process of God doing something in their life to grow them and mature them so that their faith would be stronger. I look at COVID and the hardship that we've experienced, the hardship that we've faced, and I really believe that this is God um, strengthening the church right now. I also think about the hardship that maybe you've had or I've had and how God can take that and work that together for his good and for our good and for the glory of his name. I think about how sometimes God allows things to happen to us, to humble us so that we could trust him. And I think ultimately that's what it's about, this faith in the middle of this is, where we are, this is where we're going, this is where I'm stuck right now, this right here is all about us trusting in him. You know, earlier this week, um, I come down here on Tuesday evenings to Brooklyn and hang out with the staff, and we have, a, we have a great time, but Monday evening, I get a call from a family at City Church in Albany, and um, it's about nine thirty, ten o'clock, and it was this guy, Mike, and, and Mike, he says, hey, Pastor Mike, uh, I just want to let you know my wife and the foster baby that we're taking care of, they're on the way to the hospital. This is the 17th hospital ER visit that we've had in the past 13 months. The child is 14 months old. And, and as I was hearing about this, I, I was just like, Mike, you know, obviously, yes, we're going to pray, but, but is there anything we can do? And he said, actually, there is something that you can do. Um, if my wife and this baby get out of the ER tonight, would it be possible for you to just swing by and pick them up and take them back? Because I'm at home with our kids and our other foster kids, and I cannot leave in the middle of the night. And I was like, absolutely. Well, twelve thirty, one o'clock comes around, and I get a call from his wife, Evelyn, and she's like, hey, I, I know you've got to catch a train in the morning to go down to Brooklyn, but are you okay coming? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I went over there and, and on the way to her house, she's just sitting there crying with this baby in the back. And I just looked at her and I said, Evelyn, you have no idea what God is doing in you guys right now. I know that this is a process. I know that this is hard. I know that this is hard on your family, but you have no idea how God is going to use the sacrifice that you are making right now for his glory. See, Evelyn and Mike, they're not where they were, but they're not where they want to be. They're stuck in the middle. And many of us, we have these God moments where we're at one mountaintop and then we're at another mountaintop. And many times we catch ourselves in the middle. Right there. And it's in the middle that we have got to trust in our Heavenly Father. We have to develop the spiritual habits to be able to fight for our faith of prayer, worship, and scripture, of preaching to ourselves and continuously praying and trusting in God and worshiping through the struggles that we're facing so that we can experience the breakthroughs in our life. It continues on, though, in verse 39. It says, and he, he being Jesus, awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. I want you to think about that. Peace, be still. Be still. Think about the authority that is in the name of Jesus. Think about the authority that that Jesus, just his words, carry. I think sometimes we forget about, like, sometimes we just need to speak the name of Jesus over our lives, and invite Jesus into the center of our lives, invite Jesus into the chaos of our lives, and allow the authority of Jesus, and the anointing of Jesus, and the power of Jesus to speak to our chaotic world, and our chaotic situation, peace be still. See, oftentimes, I've grown up in church and I've been involved in ministry for you you know 15 years or so now and and I've talked to people and there's a lot of people who know a lot about the Christ but there's not a lot of people who have a relationship with the Christ. See, you can know a lot about somebody. You can read your Bible and not have that real relational connection. You can watch the videos, you can do all of that stuff but until you have a relationship, relationship with Christ, and you invite the Christ, Jesus, the Messiah, into every crevice of your area, every crevice of your life, every situation and problem, it is not until then that you can experience the authoritative power of the name of Jesus Christ. And so I want to just ask us today, do you know a lot about Jesus? Or do you actually know Jesus and that authority and that power. He continues on in verse 40. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the seas obey? I just wanna challenge you that it's easy whenever you're in the middle to go back to what you used to know and just sit down and just say, you know what? I'm gonna go back to how life used to be. I was comfortable over here. Life was good pre-COVID. I'm just gonna chill here. But man, church, I wanna challenge you today. If you're in the middle, and I know many of us are in the middle of where God is bringing us, God doesn't want you to turn around and walk backward. God wants you to, in faith, stand up from that seat, and you keep walking forward to the promises and the destiny and the plans that Jesus Christ has for your life, and you do not let the current situation and the current problems that you are going through hold you back anymore. You, in faith, trust Jesus Christ. He is your good shepherd, and his word says that his sheep will know his voice, if you hear his voice calling to you today to keep going, to keep walking, to keep going through the process, man, do not give up. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep believing. You know, I just want to share a few stories real quick as we wrap this up. I have a, uh, very good friend of mine. He's an elder at City Church. Gabe Guzman, he's also a really good gamer. Just throwing that out there for all of you gamers that are watching. He's really good at Modern Warfare, and sometimes we stay up really late playing Modern Warfare. Don't hate me. But I remember we were at staff meeting one day, and his wife was working at the church, and I come into staff meeting, and I'm like, I sit down and I'm frustrated. I'm just like, man, I can't it was one of those pastor moments where like everything went wrong on Sunday. And I'm like, Sunday was horrible and attendance was not good. And and what happened with the sound? Like the sound just quit quit going. And and I was just sitting there just griping and complaining and griping. Oh, hey Gabe. It's it's good it's good to see you, man. Why are you here? I'm just here. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got laid off today. I'm like, oh, that's it. Wait, what? What? He's like, yeah, I got laid off. I'm like, are you guys not freaking out? And his wife, Jess, is sitting there. Yes, I'm a little freaking out right now. Like, this is, my my husband just lost his job. He is the breadwinner. What are we gonna do? I, I, just, don't, I just don't know. And, and Gabe, are you? No, nope. I'm just gonna trust God. I'm just gonna trust God because he's never let me down. He's never failed me. And do you know that he went three months without a job? But in those three months, he received a severance package. He ended up getting unexpected money. He was able to pay off all of his debt, all of his debt while he was unemployed, while he was unemployed, able to pay off his debt. Tell me how that happens. Oh, and it was also Christmas time when this took place. And the next job that he got, he got a 30% pay increase plus full benefits for the entire family. And he said, you know what, Michael? It's because I've learned to trust God. Recently, I got a email from someone who used to attend our church, this guy by the name of John Peterson. And John came into City Church a few years back, and I remember it distinctively. He was a homeless dude. He reeked of alcohol. He was just dealing with a bunch of junk in his life. And, you know, we have homeless guys that come in, and they, they attend our church all the time, and they're more than welcome. But, I, you know, we we just kind of, usually they come in, and they'll do what they'll do, ask for money, and then they'll leave. But but John, he asked for money, and then he struck up some conversation. And so we didn't give him money, but we someone ended up buying him a sub and some chips, and we gave him some bottled water and prayed for him. And, but what was interesting is the following week, he came back, and then he came back again, and then he came back again, and then he came back again. And then we learned that John actually has a theological degree and made some really bad decisions and ended up becoming estranged from his wife in Connecticut. And so he moved up to Albany, but fell into drug addiction and alcohol abuse, which then led him to being homeless. And we had some guys in our church who came around while John was in the middle seat. And they lifted him up and they encouraged him. And in just a few months, John got a job, sobered up, quit drinking, quit using drugs, got an apartment, started serving in the church. In January of 2020, he came up to us and he goes, Pastor Mike, I'm so thankful for everything that God has done here, but I need to be honest with you. God has placed it on my heart that I need to go back and I need to reconcile things with my wife and make them right. And so today's my last Sunday. And I was, this is one of those goodbyes that it's a good goodbye, right? It's like, John, like, this is incredible. Keep in touch. We're gonna be praying for you. And we prayed for him. And he went back and his relationship with his wife started to repair. December 19th of 2020, I got an email from John. He said, Pastor Mike, I just wanna let you know, man, thank you for all that you've done. Not only is my relationship with my wife been restored, but I am now stepping back into ministry and working as a staff pastor, as a church. Jesus Christ has redeemed and restored everything in my life. And Res Church, I'm telling you today, there are some of you that need to hear that right now you may be in the middle, but there is faith in the middle. There is faith in the middle. And what I love about this is Jesus goes from Galilee through the Sea of Galilee to a little countryside called Jersinus or in or Matthew is called Gardenus. Uh, and what's interesting about those two words of where they were headed, where it was called is the Hebrew meaning of this word literally means a, a, uh, a stranger drawing near to the reward at the end. A stranger drawing near to the reward at the end. And so I think about this. I think about this res church. I think about you guys that are at home and everything that you're going through right now. Are we not sojourners on this earth that are drawing towards a reward at the end, which is the kingdom of God and the peace of God being established here on this earth? Let's not give up. Let's find that faith in the middle. You know, maybe you're watching this today and you're saying, Michael, that's great, but I have no relationship with Jesus Christ. And I just want to say it's a good day for you because we're going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus today. If you're watching this right now and you've never said yes to Jesus, I want to invite you into a prayer, a very simple prayer. Just repeat after me Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you. My life, And if you are saying yes to that prayer, or maybe you're watching the replay later on, I wanna invite you to click the link in the chat. Man, fill out that Connect card. We wanna get connected with you. We wanna champion you and encourage you and help you take next steps in your relationship with Christ. And Res Church, for everyone else, I just wanna challenge you to have faith in the middle. Remember, Jesus, with all of his authority, all he has to do is say, peace be still. Let's pray this morning. Father, I just thank you. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your power. And Lord, I just ask that your peace, your shalom would be over everyone, God. We may not be where we are going, but we definitely are not where we were. And so Father, I thank you that we can have faith in the middle. We just speak resurrection power in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We trust that you were blessed. For more information regarding our church, please go to our website at www.resurrectionchurchofny.com or call 718-436-0242, extension 0.